Well, last week, we took out the trash. And this week, it arrived at Mickey James' house. Mickey James' doorstep. (laughs) Yeah, boy. Not Not a good look for certain people in the E, I tell you what. No, definitely not. A lot of backpedaling this week. Especially since it's a trash bag inside of a box. Like, you didn't need the bag at that point, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously to send, quote-unquote, a message, you know. Um, it's a fucked-up message and a stupid message. They didn't quit. You fired them. <laughs> so before we get into that, let's, uh, we got, we got anything to talk about, buddy, before we hop into the top of the show? Uh, I think, um, we can give a shout out to beer. You know, I'm drinking a beer. You're drinking a beer. Yeah. Today I got the founders all day. IPA session ale. Put the cabin on top of your, put the canoe on top of your car and head out into the woods. Seclude yourself and get drunk in a boat and then get arrested by the DNR. Seclude, my dude. Yes. And I am drinking throughout the the, the program. I'm going to be drinking a multitude of Hop Valley Brewing Company's Stash Pack. And we got a whole thing, a whole deal of uh, IPA cryo hops. We got a bubble stash, a mango stash, cryo stash, and stash panda. All various various different types of very hoppy IPAs that uh, really go down good. I actually bought a case of this earlier in the week. You know, I was gonna save it and then I killed it. So I literally went out today and bought a new one for for the show. It makes me happy to see how like IPAs are are sticking to cannabis culture a lot. Right. There, there's a lot of similarities to it. And I don't know, lately I've been seeing more and more stuff where they're talking about IPA and it's very like stoner oriented and it makes me happy. Well, they're both very plant-based, eco Danky. Danky kind of um, ways of, of, of elevating your mind mm-hmm. or altering your mind at least. And sometimes in this world we live in, especially when you live in Minnesota, you just got to alter your mind or you won't survive. <laughs> Sad but true. Hey, we could always talk about guilty on all three counts. Derek that Chauvin. That, that was, was good. That was a great 420. And the announcement came out just before 420 on 420. Right. I'm like, damn, government. You you know how to make us not burn the city down. Right. <laughs> if, if, Either way, we were gonna burn one on four twenty. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if I was, you know, honestly, if, if I was going to to be that guy, which I'll do it for a second, but I'm still, I still didn't even expect that to happen. He should have got more severe charges, but I don't think anybody, including myself, thought he would be found guilty of all all charges that he had against him. So. Bail yes. revoked immediately, brought right back into prison. Like, it's it's perfect. God, the look of realization and fear washing across his face just made made me he, so happy. He thought he was going to beat all charges. He really did. And then he, like, eyeball fucked all the, all the, all the, um, the jury. jury members yeah. as they walked out. He did. Yeah. Now, but now that's three down, three charges on him. Now the other three need to get sent away also for whatever they're charged with. Yeah, definitely. 
it um that positive happened of course while the jury was deliberating and uh, thankfully this didn't happen in minnesota but another young black woman was shot and killed 14, yeah. 14 year old girl with a knife who called the police because she was being attacked and they rolled up and unloaded on her Mm-hmm. you see i don't know I, that's where i'm like you shoot him in the arm make him drop the knife you know i guess you know what if you gotta shoot for the thick parts with all the people around but if you're a goddamn police officer and you have to use a gun to take down a 14 year old girl with a knife you probably shouldn't be on the force there's no reason you can't take her out by yourself let alone with a taser oh they'll shoot yeah. anyways i know but <laughs> it's like I, I can take down a 14 year old girl with a knife Get out of here. There's no reason a cop has to shoot a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Who was defending herself? She called the police. But that's neither here nor there. Now we're getting very political. But you know what? Prince is, Prince is uh, crying but smiling on that 420, smiling from uh, nowhere. He's dead. <laughs> but us as fans, we, we felt good for Prince. Yes. I guess now that brings us to the top of the show. <laughs> right. Ooh, it's a it's a garbage situation. Very much so. Well, it seems that uh, if you haven't already heard, it's all over Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and all of the news sites. WWE fired senior director of talent relations Mark Carano after Mickey James revealed that she received a black garbage bag with her belongings in it after being released by the company last week. Now, of course, you did the, they did the backpedaling. WWE Executive Vice President of Global Talent Strategy and Development, Paul Levesque, his, his fucking, his title in, in the corporate WWE is as long as some of their pay-per-view names. Right, yep. <laughs> but, of course, the old Triple H, you know, he issued a statement on Twitter stating, quote, the person responsible for this inconsiderate action has been fired and is no longer with WWE. You notice they didn't name him by name. Right, yeah protect them i guess but within that uh tweet we seen maria canellis confirming that receiving a trash bag following her departure last year happened so this isn't anything new and gail kim she even replied with a oh they're still doing that so that just goes to show you they've been doing this since before kim joined the company and she was in the company from 2002 to 2004 and then 2008 to 2011 so at least from 2008 they've been doing it yeah and uh and then of course wwe chief brand officer stephanie mcmahon levesque apologized to james stating that she was embarrassed and that she nor anyone or that she or anyone else had been treated that way now, you know <laughs> they all know this has been going on oh right yeah definitely it was vince's idea you know it sounds like a Vince thing, you know. It does sound uh, like a Vince thing. And you know, thing what? To maybe do. not even in a vicious way. Just one of those, like he doesn't understand. Rip. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Common courtesy, like, oh, hey, wouldn't it be great? We just trash them. <laughs> Send it. You got one of those hefty bags, <laughs> not the wimpy. I don't do the wimpy. Unscented though, they don't deserve that. Don't give them that. Oh man, they have a mint scented bag that I. Ooh, like. nice. Yeah, we got lavender cool. ones. Kirsten put a new garbage bag in the garbage can the other day, and I was sitting on the other side of the living room. I'm like, "What did you just do? Did you just <laughs> put a wax melt here? in, or or what? What what is that smell?" And she's like confused, and she's like, "Oh, it's the garbage bag." I'm like, "Awesome." <laughs> <laughs> 
<clears throat> but yes, uh, moving on. Former NXT wrestler and correspondent Christine Olsen, formerly known as Christine St. Clair in the E, was on Wrestling Inc. Daily Podcast and discussed her take on the incident. The second I heard about what happened to Mickey James, my first thought was Carano, Olsen admitted. Absolutely, this is who would be responsible. Absolutely. That is the person behind the reports that come out when talent leaves. I'm thinking about the Thea Trinidad, Zelina Vega situation. There's only one person who would have known those things that got leaked to the dirt sheets, and that's Mark Carano. The Charlie Caruso stuff, she's clearly leaving the company. Now all of a sudden, she's late all the time? There's so many things like that that clearly come from Mark Carano about talent leaving. Yeah, she didn't end there, Pasty. She, she continued to say, my personal experience with him, the way I saw him behaving behind the scenes, I knew immediately that, that it was a possibility he was the person responsible for that. And I'm sure everybody else knew as well. He did have a lot of power, or at least really wanted people to think he had a lot of power. It was a lot of making promises to talent constantly that never materializes. I believe the reason he was kept around was because he could be that person who ignited fear in their talent and maybe said things that weren't appropriate to the talent who could maintain that old school, you could be fired tomorrow, but he's just Carano. That's just Carano. That's just how he talks. That's what he does. He was so allowed to treat people the way that he did. And you're going to hear a lot more stories about this coming out. I'm, I won't be surprised if there will be more now. So it's sad that this isn't even surprising to people behind the scenes. That's how you know that the, the higher-ups knew about it as well. I, I heard earlier today Samoa Joe got his, his belongings delivered to him inside of a can of Spam. <laughs> that was great. I love it. <laughs> Oh, ah, God, love just, it. just corporate WWE doing corporate WWE things. <laughs> that's how, that's how they roll. And you know, <laughs> I'll be interested to see if any men come out saying they got a trash bag. Cause it doesn't fucking seem like it so far. So far it's all, it's been all women saying that I never really thought about that pasty. You're right. That, that seems very WWE as well. Yes, it does. I'm not showing respect to the women. Huh, I didn't notice that. That's a good point. That is going to be interesting going forward. How many men, if any, admit it happened to them? Yeah. We will see. Well, Pasty, I can admit something, and that something happened this week in pro wrestling history. Woo! It actually happened April 23rd of 1988. Sting and Lex Luger and managed by Magnum TA, won the third and final Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament in Greensboro, North Carolina, by defeating Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Sting and Luger defeated Ivan Koloff and Dick Murdoch, as well as the Midnight Express and the Powers of Pain to reach the finals. And the four horsemen, Anderson and Blanchard, two of them, defeated Kendall, Kendall Wyndham and the Italian Stallion, and no, we're not talking about Stallone in that porno. And the Fantastics to reach the finals. The tournament, which was started as a multi-promotional event, was now exclusively WCW and would be discarded when Turner Broadcasting purchased the company from the Crockett's. 
Of course, this wouldn't actually be the final, final Crockett Cup, as we all know recently NWA would bring it back in 2019, along with the actual original Cup. And they have continued it since in 2020 and 2021. Woohoo! Good times. Good stuff. The old Crockett Cup. <clears throat> yeah, they say that the uh, they say they have the original Crockett Cup that Davy Boy Smith Jr. got from uh, the last winner, or one of you know one of the two last winners of the Crockett Cup, which was, of course, his grandfather Stu Hart. Nice. So that's kind of awesome that he donated that to NWA. It's cool that the same cup can continue the lineage. They don't have to come up with something else. That is awesome because you think about it, there's no, there's no like titles or trophies or anything in pro wrestling that have, God, maybe even a decade of lineage right now. Yeah. In yeah. Their, they in their just change form. them up. Just change them up. Yep. And NWA is all about tradition. So they should be the one company that has something from back in the, I think I've read that they've been doing the Crockett Cup since the the forties. I think I could be yeah. making that up, but but definitely for decades they've been doing it. Yeah, I guess. Um, I was watching uh the Wrestle Talk guys on Parts Fun Known. They they released a like a special thing today about how how championships are made and the lineage of championships and things like that. Yeah. And I guess the same guy who made the WCW World Heavyweight Championship is the guy who's still making belts for WWE today. Uh yeah, it is um I'm real bad with names, so oh, I don't remember, shit. but Yeah, he he makes he doesn't make all of their belts, but he does make uh, uh Reggie Parks, Reggie Parks. Yeah, there you go. There you yep. go. I know the last few belts, um the last few of the newest ones he hasn't made just cuz he's been getting outbidded and he's basically said hey i know that i'm worth the money so fuck you yeah <laughs> but yeah you can um it's just like of, he, they treat him just like jim johnson basically made the best theme songs fuck you you're fired a we lot want of these guys with short loops a lot of those titles you know there was like three four or five of them made to, you know to make the loops or to do skits with and all that and if you're a belt collector which i would love to be but i do not have enough money for one no. real belt they're there are certain ones that are actually Reggie Park's originals, and then there's some that they had made, you know, cheaper just for like a, a skit or, or an angle here or there. And yeah. the Reggie Park ones are always just uh, just worth so much money. They have like a stamp in the leather with his name on it. That's yep. how you know you got yep, the real signs thing. All of them in the leather. So, yeah, Reggie Parks is a, is one of those also unsung heroes in wrestling that should definitely get like a Warrior Award or something like that. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely getting the cauliflower alley hall of fame or something. Cause he, cause he makes, I mean, he makes championships for everybody and anybody. I mean, you and I could call him up and, and if we paid him the right money, he'd make shit for us. You know what I mean? Nice. Not, Should have him make our first logo. Right. Into a real championship. I'll, I'll get on um, listing my house for sale so we can put a down payment <laughs> on that. <belt>. <laughs> <laughs> you just let him know that we air against SmackDown every Friday. Yes. That should get us a discount. That'll get us there. Yeah, that'll get us in there. <laughs> that'll get us in there. <sighs> I guess now it's time for us to snap into everybody's favorite part of the week. Part of the week, and uh, we got some news this week for you in the Savage Sentinel. Ow! 
Coming off at the top, Ring of Honor announced Tuesday that the Women's Division Wednesdays on the Ring of Honor YouTube channel will air at 7 p.m. Eastern each week, beginning on April 28th. The matches will feature newcomers to the division as well as Ring of Honor veterans, similar to AEW Dark. But going against AEW Dynamite, smart move, Ring of Honor. <laughs> this is perfect timing as Ring of Honor Board of Directors member Maria Canellas Bennett announced that at the recent 19th anniversary pay-per-view that there will be a tournament held this summer to crown a new Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And I hear that um, there's a a petition online, I believe, started by uh, McMahon Helmsley's that the that the belt get get delivered to the champion in a garbage bag. That's that's how they're gonna get <laughs> presented with the new Ring of Honor. No WWE show. belts go into the garbage bag <laughs> when you get to the new company. <laughs> right. That's the way that goes. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this. It's it's good to see. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of women's wrestling, and it, they need to get some eyes. You know, yeah, they're going up against Dynamite, kind of, but it's YouTube, yeah, but so they're going to stream it, so it really doesn't matter when. They, they got, I think they got a solid advantage being Dynamite's women's division That's is no. just now starting to get their the ground under their feet. Right, You know exactly. what I mean? So, like, things are just starting to move. Ring of Honor could, could honestly make it a moot point. And it could, it could be interesting if... Uh, I don't know that YouTube has very good numbers at all for demographics. Actually, I know they don't have good numbers, but then again, neither does Nielsen. They're, they're, they're all guessing. It's all up in the yeah. air. But I was going to say it'd be interesting to see if there's more of the uh, women 18 to 35 that would tune into ROH Women's than to AEW Dynamite. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Not sure, but I'm excited for it, and I think it's good to get some... Uh, I want to see the sea stars on there. I want to see the... Get some recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what it has to hold. As long as it's on YouTube, that means I can go back and watch it any time. Yeah, and YouTube, uh, there's, there's, as we know, there's going to be a few uh, YouTube wrestling stations leaving that will leave an opening for ROH women. In fact, Pasty, after weeks of teasing... MLW revealed their big news Monday. They announced that they are headed to Vice TV. That's a fucking badass. Yes. Now, no exact premiere date had been announced, but it was noted that MLW will debut on Vice TV in the spring. MLW's flagship show, MLW Fusion, currently airs every Wednesday night on YouTube and Fubo Sports. The show also airs on Dazen, BN Sports, and the Roku channel. A second MLW TV show has been rumored since January, and at one point the MLW Rebellion name was being tossed around. It was reported back in January that a second MLW TV series was being shopped to English and Spanish-speaking networks, but there's no word yet on if any of this has anything to do with this project. Court Bauer revealed the process for this deal actually started a year ago or more, but had been held up by the COVID-19 pandemic. When asked when the MLW debut would occur, Court Bauer responded in a very professional way because you can't crack Court. He just sticks to his guns. He said MLW's presence will hit in May. We're going to be putting that out the exact date uh, very soon. You know what? Fuck it. It's May 1st. 
<laughs> That's when you're first going to see MLW. <laughs> but he did go on to say, this isn't like new footage at this point. It's just library so you can see the 2020 stuff. So they're going to start with some, some classic stuff to get people who maybe haven't seen it or are falling behind on it. Um, time to catch up and they'll be, of course, recording new stuff to come out. But yeah, this is Vice is a great Vice has proven that they got a wrestling audience. Dude, this flips the boat. And if they Samoa could, Joe to MLW? Oh that would be badass. Yeah, I would uh fuck, I would love to see Samoa Joe versus Jacob Fatu. Hell yeah. Beasts just battling the shit out of each other. Hell yeah. And you know, if they um I don't know right now what the schedule is for dark side of the ring but man if this could if this could follow dark side of the ring that's a great lead-in oh and fuck yeah they have eyes i'm sure they plan on pairing the two shows up but they yeah. don't it only make sense well yeah yeah obviously it, it's the same demographic so and mlw is only an hour long from my knowledge correct mlw has only been an hour long and i would think they wouldn't want to change that especially not right away i think both mlw Port Bauer and Vice TV officials probably would want to stick with an hour. Even if they're like, oh, we'd like a two-hour show. It's probably smarter to do an hour show. The world probably wants that more. I I tend to find I, I want to watch the hour-long shows more. That's just me personally, but yeah, I think it's easier to digest. And mm-hmm. two, two hours of wrestling with um, Dark Side of the Ring followed by MLW would be great. I could sit down and watch an hour of, you know, bi- biographical wrestling history, and then an hour of brand new wrestling from the current guys. I'd almost say push the push the dark side of the ring back an hour and have MLW be its lead in. For one, you could catch people who watch Dark Side of the Ring off guard, and and probably gain some lasting fans that way. I don't know. I feel like it'd be a better lead in for the show. And then you know all the eyes are on your main event, guaranteed. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think no matter what, pairing it with Dark Side of the Ring, or the you know they got the other the Dark Side Chronicles or whatever you know, just pairing it with that is is a no brainer. I would assume they're all smart enough that that's where they're going with this. Yeah. Good stuff. In other news, Ross Township in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania has rechristened Sangri Park to honor Bruno Sammartino, who lived in Ross Township for 58 years, including during his legendary WWE title run. The renaming ceremony was held at 1 p.m. Friday the 23rd at the park, which is located on Sangri Road in Pittsburgh. The ceremony included the reveal of a new sign for the park, as well as speeches from San Martino family members, along with Ross Township Commissioner Dan DeMarco. San Martino is the longest reigning WWE champion in history. He was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013 as the headliner and passed away on April 18th, 2018 at the age of 82, which is miraculously old for a professional wrestler. Right? <laughs> That's really cool. I like to see him get honored that way. I think that's that's awesome. I would love to visit that at some point. Yeah. Will, but I would love to. I like to see wrestling history be, be etched in stone, so to say. 
That's good shit. And of course, better to be etched in stone than to burn up in a flame pasty. And sadly, former TNA president Dixie Carter took to social media late last night as we're recording. That would be Thursday evening to thank the Nashville Fire Department for putting out a fire at her home. Dixie's home in Nashville apparently caught fire while the family was away. She did make sure to thank a good Samaritan who called 911 when they saw flames coming from the home. As of she was just point, recording her new mixtape, guys. Calm down. <laughs> As of this point, there is no uh, no update on how much damage had been done or if the, the home is salvageable or not. But You can guarantee she's for, got good insurance. Oh, yeah. We wish the best for the Carter family. Um, she, yeah, of course. And energy. She, she'll be okay. but i mean obviously there's always things in anybody's home that are irreplaceable that don't have money value and is panda energy a terrible name for an energy company saying as pandas don't have much energy to do anything no because i think pandas just hold in so much energy it's not just their name it's what they do it's like oil energy they actually take the energy from pandas that they're not using and they form that into usable energy for humans but it's a it's a sustainable resource because you can breed pandas but they don't breed that often so maybe it's not yeah you just that is true (laughs) maybe they're not breeding that much because they're so wore out from draining all the energy from them (laughs) ever think of that it all makes sense now (laughs) The Carters are responsible for the pandas becoming extinct. They're endangered because of the Carters. Just one more terrible thing Dixie Carter's done to the world. Damn it. Fucking A. Where's my panda energy, Dixie? I'm going to be paying Texas for their mistakes. Just found that out today. Yeah. My energy company is based in Texas. So my oh, shit gets to go up 9%. That's nice. Mm-hmm. All because they just didn't want to put fucking insulation <laughs> on their buildings. But five years ago when the exact same fucking thing happened. And shut down the entire state. Now, now, I believe Donald Trump said, if you don't learn from your history, you're doomed to repeat it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Christ. Make us pay for it. We're we're up here where it's fucking cold, motherfuckers. <laughs> right? Don't make me come down there. We put uh. insulation on our shit, <laughs> bastards. Uh. WWE picked up two wins in the 2021 Psycho Pieces Sports Media Awards. Synopsis. Synopsis. Okay, I guess that Cryo-penis. makes sense. Cryo, yeah. <laughs> the WWE Network won the award for the best over-the-top OTT content service. And while WWE won the best tech innovation during the COVID-19 pandemic award for the WWE Thunderdome virtual fan experience, somebody should tell them WWE Network doesn't exist anymore. Get down with OTT. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> well, I mean... It was for 2020, so I suppose it makes sense. It still existed then. Yeah. Maybe it's like a like a consolation prize. Oh, you guys are <laughs> it should just be OTT. defaulted to Peacock now, though. NBC Universal should get that award. We'll give you the cock. There you go. Ugh. 
Sorry, folks, if you're hearing some weird noises from Fat Max, and I'm actually in the middle of remodeling my house, and I'm working off a laptop that I'm not used to, so I, I press things, and they make different sounds than I'm used to things making when I press other things. And if you're hearing weird noises from my end, it's just a dumb dog in heat, and she never stops. Right? And it's I, maddening. At least I kicked my dog out because she was breathing. Yeah, well, you can't shut my dogs in rooms or they scratch doors, and it's really bad, and... And and Kirsten's in the other room, but the dog would rather sit out here and cry at me while I podcast. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Oh, pasty, um You know, I wish this dog would stop coming and start going. <laughs> there you go. Because we are into our comings and goings. And of Woo! course, we've got quite a few and I th- think all of them have to do with wwe in one way or the other so <laughs> interesting we'll start out with uh we'll start out with a nice one kevin doan formerly known as kenny dixtra has announced his retirement from in-ring competition he said i've decided to retire from in-ring wrestling the 35 year old tweeted tuesday he'll morning. still do out of ring wrestling though <laughs> yeah he'll do falls count anywhere but nothing yeah anywhere. that's it <laughs> Uh, he's 35 at the moment of his retiring. Of course, he started back at 13, and he even said, when I started at 13, I thought I'd retire at 40, but smart investments over time have allowed me to be done now. I'm in my prime, and that will go towards my family and being a father. Thanks to the fans who stuck by me. Now, old Kenny Doan was trained by Killer Kowalski before signing with WWF. Of course, in WWF, Doan, as Kenny Dixter, was a member of the Spirit Squad, and held the tag team titles as a part of the group. Don later had a singles career in WWE before being released in 2008. But he wasn't over in the E because in 2016, the Spirit Squads, Don and Mike Mondo returned to WWE as part of the Miz's feud with their former Spirit Squad stablemate, Dolph Ziggy Ziggy Ziggler. But they were just doing per-appearance deals. They were not signed at that time. Don and Mondo appeared in MLW's Battle Riot match in 2018 and actually wrestled for the promotion multiple times in 2019. Uh, Don has been keeping busy on the indies, and he is now ready to hang it up. And my God, if you can if you can uh, hang it up at 35, good for you. Hell yeah. Good for you. Hopefully he doesn't realize it's a mistake somewhere down the road. Well, well see. you know, wrestling you can always come back to, so that's really not an issue, I think. Oh, I think uh, old Kenny Dykstra will will stick to his guns. He's no, he's no Shawn Michaels. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, just a week after releasing 10 in-ring performers, WWE has hired three new corporate employees. That's just what we need. Oh. More corporate employees. Really? Who'd they hire, Pasty? Well, for head of global communications, they've hired Chris LeGentile. Hopefully he's gentle on the genitals. Hopefully That's why Vince hired him. Gentle with the people leaving and don't bag them in trash. <laughs> as part of wwe's senior leadership team legentil will be responsible for the company's communication strategy legentil previously worked as senior vice president of global communications of Dazen. 
where he helped the sports streaming network in the United States in 2018. And then with their global platform in 2020. He also worked for the NWA and or NBA <laughs> <laughs> and Showtime. Yeah, and also <laughs> we got a head of revenue strategy and development, Scott Zangalini. Ooh. Gotta love these fun names. WWE I know, that's that's it. That's it. The, the reason they got rid of Carano <laughs> is because his name wasn't that's fun enough. Important. It's not because he was doing Vince's bidding. No. No, some, somebody said it was a little too close to Corona, and it was bad PR. <laughs> but old Scott Zangalini will pursue new businesses for WWE and identify innovative and creative new lines of revenue for the company. Zangalini previously worked for Khan's former employer, Creative Artists Agencies, CAA, where he most recently worked as a senior talent agent. Ooh. Vice President Revenue of Revenue Strategy and Development Varga will join Zangalini. He also comes to WWE with experience as a CAA agent. Lentil and Zangalini will both report to WWE Presidents and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan. Good old Connie boy. I love that cons are at the top everywhere. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's so good. Even in Star Trek. It's a conspiracy. They're the Illuminati. <laughs> they call themselves the Illuminice Boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pasty, they hired three new people, but you know what? They had to make room for them. I, that, I'm confused. Did we say Varga's name somewhere else in here? Is that Varga, just a one name? It's, it's, it? it's a one name. It's like Madonna's. <laughs> Varga. Just like, that's how he does it. <laughs> Varga! That's just, that's all he needs. Just Varga. <laughs> and of course, Vince will be calling him Vargina. He probably will. Yes. But there were also several departures in the WWE corporate divisions this week, Pasty. Uh, of course, we, we started the show with one that was for obvious reasons, but also Mead Rust. Meet Rust. Now, now here's a guy who should have stayed on just for his name. We, we like <laughs> yeah. the old Meat Rust. He'd been working as WWE's vice president of communications that uh, Zang, that uh, Legentil has taken over, but he's no longer with the company. He came to WWE with more than two years. He came to WWE more than two years ago after more than 16 years with A&E. Yes. And Joe Villa has also gone from WWE after being with the company for more than 22 years. He had been working as manager of publicity and corporate communications. Villa began working at the fan services department before moving up into live events management and publicity. They got, they got rid of a Villa and brought in a Varga. I think that's a solid trade. <laughs> I'll take a Varga over a Villa any day. Yes. Now, of course, there's talk. Vince would never live in a villa. No, no. But, he, but he'll hang out in a Varga. <laughs> um, a Vargina? There's talk that more <laughs> departures may be confirmed soon and that these are a ripple effect of WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan putting his own people into power. Grounding power to the people. His, his, his people. <laughs> ah, well... Hopefully they were all released quick and painlessly because we're about to dive into this week's injury report. Warning, it's a shallow pool. 
WWE Hall of Famer Gerald Briscoe underwent total knee replacement. The former Stooge noted on Monday he was going under the knife at St. Joseph's Hospital in Tampa, Florida. He tweeted a post-surgery update Tuesday morning saying he was still dealing with a little swelling after his first rehab session, as well as some pain. But his appetite has returned, and he's hoping, hoping that means he will be able to go home soon. Uh, Gerald Briscoe will be returning to ring action in just three weeks, folks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, old Briscoe, we, we hope the best for you. I'm sure he is home by now. I haven't uh, read or heard an update anywhere, but I can only imagine he's not still in the hospital from Tuesday. So uh, he'll heal up fast, my man. I seen a picture of him and I didn't quite recognize him. He's he's aging fast now that he's no longer in the business. That's because they're not able to suck the souls out of young talent that they've harvested. I know. That's, that's sad. That's how do you think Vince is staying alive? It's all the people you don't ever hear got released, but you never see them, you know? You look at you look at Vince and you look at Paul Levesque, Triple H, whatever. The two look the same age. They really do. They look the exact same. They look very age. similar in general, actually. That is true. I feel like Triple H looks more like a McMahon by the year. Yeah. Yeah, more than Stephanie. <laughs> <sighs> That's all right. I'm well, sure they that, say uh, the I'm best sure. angles are, are written from real life events. So maybe the whole him wanting Shane to sleep with Stephanie in WWE was because his other son, Hunter, had already done that. <laughs> well, one, th- one thing we can say for sure is we're pretty sure that uh, old, old Paul Levesque has had some McMahon in him from time to time. <laughs> you mean Stephanie likes pegging? I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right. <laughs> and leaving it at that, Pasty, we're moving on to it's time to play the game of all time. Uh, yes, probably not, but it'll be. I think it'll be really fun. I think it's gonna be worth a watch. And if there's actually gonna be anything serious sparking off between AEW and Impact here, or Impact, here. it's got to happen here. Yeah, for sure. Impact Rebellion, folks. We got our predictions. We're excited. We're ready to roll. And um, and uh, we're going to start it out with uh, what, what may start the, the pay-per-view. A grudge match between former friends Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. Ooh, this one, uh, you know. I want to see Sue Young crawling around on the floor like the grudge girl. That's every time I hear grudge match, that's all I think. <laughs> grudge. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that the, wasn't that the, the, the ring? What was I the think grudge? they all had weird, like, Asian ghosty girls. I can't think of what the grudge was now. I don't know that I've seen the grudge. I'm pretty sure it's relatively the I've same it, thing. It just is. doesn't involve a videotape. I've seen I, Ring and Ringu, and they're both really good. Ringu is awesome. Nice. I recommend that to anybody. You don't have to speak Japanese to appreciate it you could probably watch it without subtitles and still appreciate it it's scary as shit but hell yeah oh let's see brian myers matt cardona two friends bringing it to the table this is definitely not the end of this this is just a mid a midway stop at least that's my belief i'm hoping this is the good one though or at least you know real good I, it I, should I, be i'm hoping they're close for, yeah i'm hoping for a really I'm hoping for a really fun match because they definitely It's just going to be them laying in the middle of the ring on their stomachs playing with wrestling action figures. They would do it. They would do it, and I would watch it. 
Uh, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Matt Cardona. I think, uh, I don't know why. Oh yeah. It, it could yeah. go either way, but it could go either way, but Cardona is so much bigger than Brian Myers. Right. I got to go with the true internet champion myself. Then we have an eight man tag team seeing the team violent by design. That is Eric Young, Deaner, Joe Doring, and Rhino taking on the team of Eddie Edwards, Chris Saban, James Storm, and Willie Mack. And if we know anything, if James Storm is on your team, you're probably going to fucking lose. <laughs> I'm going violent by design. Ooh. Don't know what happened there. But yes, uh, Rhino, since we last have spoken, has joined Violent by Design. Yes, he has. And I, I'll tell you what, Violent by Design, they, uh, they're definitely running roughshed. They're taking no prisoners. They're building this up as a really great heel group. And I, unless, I mean, you can have them lose and maybe decimate the the baby faces, but I think the best thing to do is to have them win decisively I, with dirty means. I'm not saying no cheating. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I want to see. Uh, I want to see these guys just take it over, and then you got four guys that you can do other things with, with stories with the other four guys. And I, yeah, I, I think Violent by Design needs to go and take it. Yes. They also need to continue picking up at least one more person. I think they should pick up Callahan. That would be, yeah, yeah, shit. You'd fit right in. And then if, if war does break up between Impact and AEW, you got a five-man faction to go against the inner circle and pineapple, pen, uh, pentacle, pen, pen, pinnacle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I mean, with this whole AEW Impact wrestling thing, my God, if... uh if Eddie Kingston and John Moxley would not fit right in with VBD. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Either, either oh, with shit. or against, you know? Oh, I anticipate seeing them here at this, at this event. Yeah. Yes. Not, not during this match, but no, no they, they wouldn't waste it on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just know on dynamite, they did this weird thing where like the elite, the super elite was in the trailer cutting a promo. And then, all of a sudden there was a bunch of honking and Kenny was like getting really annoyed. And they're like, Oh, somebody should go check on that. I don't know. Oh, it's a truck. And then goes to the outside and it's, it's Kingston and Moxley rolling up in a truck and they ram the trailer. And then they start, they get out, they got a pipe, they're smashing windows. They go inside. Nobody's in the trailer. Yeah. And that's kind of relatively where they just left it. So either they they ran or they have multiple elite trailers in multiple locations they're because they're so much smarter than them. I don't know. But either way, to me, that says that that was f- business that couldn't be finished on Impact and it will likely be finished or on, on Dynamite, I, I know but mean. will likely be finished this weekend. That'd be cool. I'd like to see where that went. <clears throat> then coming up, we have the Knockouts Tag Team Championship, Fire and Flavor. You know, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles are taking on Jordan Grace and a person to be debuted or to be revealed. I'm not saying debuted, revealed at the pay-per-view. Yes. Boy, Pasty, I don't know if I'll ever go against Fire and Flava, and maybe there will be a time where it seems like it's their time to drop it. 
but I'm keeping them right now. I, I, I love seeing these two with the title and I just love seeing these two all around. I give them props. They got me a point last time. I'm going against them just because that TBA. Yeah. Yeah. You like TBA is going to get me every time. You like your TBAs and your TBDs and your VBD. (laughs) VBD. Yeah. Violent by design. Oh yes. That's, that's right. (laughs) Oh, this this should be a good one though. Jordan Grace has great chemistry with these two gals, and I mean anything could happen. Who knows who's gonna show up next? Oh, Who man. could show up next? She's oh, already teamed with some amazing people against Fire and Flame. Rose showed up from AEW. That would be badass. We yeah, were just talking about that last week. They'd you know, be a great pair. Exactly. That would be awesome. I and th- and then I don't think you'd be winning this one because I don't think Jordan and Nyla are going to win the knockoffs tag titles, but it'll still be badass. No, by the end of the match, I think they won't be getting along. Great. Uh, but but I'd love that feud. Yes, It'd be a great way to kick off that feud. Uh huh. Also, uh, I think Zelina Vega could be showing up if she was going to go here. I think her compete clause has got to be damn near close to up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean she's she definitely uh has roots here as um Rosita, so we could see Rosita make a make a comeback. That that would be cool. I like Rosita. Yeah. That'd be awesome cuz she's also a former knockout tag team champion. Uh yes. Rosita and Sarita. And I think her and Jordan Grace could work together very well. Yeah, yeah, you got the the powerhouse and Jordan Grace and then you got the small yet agile Rosita uh, Thea, whatever they want to call her, you know, God, that's, that's actually a good one. Pasty. That makes all the sense in the world. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that actually probably makes most sense out of anything I've thought of or heard is seeing Rosita return. Yeah. Good thinking. Woohoo. I try to do that, that sometimes. Huh. Uh, then we move into the last man standing match. And oh boy, if this isn't going to be my favorite match of the night. And that's hard to say with the caliber of matches we have coming up yet. Right. Last man standing, Sammy Callahan versus Trey Miguel. This should be the main event. Fuck your title versus title match where <laughs> nothing's probably going to happen. Uh, <laughs> man, I love Sammy Callahan. I love Trey Miguel more. Plus, the heel can always lose the last man standing match. It works. Uh, oh, I'm course. going Trey. I'm and, going and anything, Trey. Anything can happen in a last man standing match, obviously, you know. Yeah, like you can be handcuffed and down for over 10 seconds, but the ref <laughs> stops counting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely pushing Trey Miguel, and they're making him huge, and this would be this would be an awesome way to keep his push and a huge feather in his cap to brag about as time goes. But I see Last Man Standing, I see Sammy Callahan, I see Trey Miguel, and my common sense... You don't think he's going to crack his orbital socket with a bat, do you? (laughs) No, but my common sense still says that Sammy Callahan's winning, so I'm going old Samster. I don't know. I feel like Sammy Callahan is great, but he's made to lose matches, dude. He's the Miz of Impact. He does Ooh. lose a lot, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. And no matter what, like you said, this is going to be one hell of a match and could end up being the match of the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm super excited for that. 
Uh, one match that probably won't be match of the night, but should be good, should be fun. We got the Impact World Tag Team titles. Finn Juice, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Finn Juice, is defending their Impact World Tag Team titles against former tag champions, the Good Brothers. Um, you know, on Impact this week, the Good Brothers came out and they they thanked Finn Juice for getting them out of the rut they were in. They were coasting. They were so good and so much better than everybody in Impact that they had just started coasting. And Finjuice beating them brought them back to their senses, and they're ready to quit having fun and start kicking ass. I love that the Good Brothers are serious on Impact, and then they go on on, on being the elite and just talk about beating <laughs> off and smoking weed. Right. It's great. Um. So with that said, I'm I'm going with what I said from the very beginning. I from the very beginning, I said Finjuice could easily win the titles and have Good Brothers win them back right away. Man, how come how come Doc Gallows hasn't said BTE stands for beating the erection yet? Well, say something to him, man. I should, but then he'll say I'm not going to do it because it wasn't my idea. Just whisper in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going good, brothers. I think they're taking it back. I think this was a fun little interpromotional deal they did, but I don't see Finjuice holding on to them, so I'm GB in it all the way. Yeah, I, I'm i going Finjuice. They just got it. I feel like, I don't know, because now it's weird because the Young Bucks went heel to be with Kenny Omega. I just... A lot of me feels like that's not going to last long, and it's going to end with the Good Brothers taking their title. I see Finjuice more feuding with Moxley and Kingston just because of Moxley's interactions with him in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, with with Juice Robinson, that is. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to go Finjuice, I think. All right. I like it. Yep. I hope you do, because that's my pick. <laughs> then we've got a three-way match for the Impact X Division title, seeing your champion, Ace Austin, put his gold on the line versus Josh Alexander and TJP. This is going to be another good one. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh. Um, TJP already had it. Ace Austin has had it before and will have it again. I think Josh Alexander is the man right now. And that's who I'm picking. Um, I'm with you. In fact, I want Josh Alexander to be X Division champion. But Ace just got it back recently. I think he's holding on to it for a while yet. I think they're going to wait for a big pay-per-view to take it off of him. And I wouldn't mind seeing it in a one-on-one or maybe even a, an Ultimate X situation. Um, uh, So I'm going to stick with... uh. A double, no, not Austin Aries, but Ace Austin. Well, if there's a match he stands to retain it. I agree. It's in a triple threat because right. he can he can be dastardly. Exactly. And he and he's awesome at being dastardly. <laughs> I just I feel like Josh Alexander can shut them both down in a second. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Given the right opportunity. He's kind of got this heelish kind of turn since he's he's been alone, and he's kind of uh a powerhouse and kind of just, just doing his own thing. I mean, Josh Alexander is so super fucking talented and so underrated, I think, in the pro wrestling landscape with 
with how many people are out there wrestling, just not in Impact, but everywhere. I, he he deserves the recognition. I'd be more than happy for him to win this. But how yeah. funny is it that Ethan Page left Impact so he could be focused on as a solo star, and Josh Alexander's doing the solo thing, and, and Ethan Page is teaming with Scorpio <laughs> Sky. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> it is funny as hell. That is pretty hilarious, to be honest. Yeah, that that happens sometimes, <laughs> you know. That'll happen. And then we got the Impact Knockouts title, the Virtuosa Diana Perrazzo versus Tanel Dashwood. Um, obviously anything can happen. Um, God, I'm still. As of now, I still haven't even made up my mind of who I want. <laughs> I'll do it this way. Let me see how many, how many we agree with and how many we disagree with. One two we agree with two all right only two <laughs> so far so i am gonna go diana perrazzo all right um as, as keeping it i'd like to kneel to take but, it i just don't think she can yeah i mean she's got the the name recognition she's got the talent she's got the charisma it wouldn't be a bad place for her. It wouldn't be a bad place for the knockouts title, I should say. Excuse me. But God, Deanna Peraza is just perfect as your poster child for your knockouts division. I mean, she's this generation's Gail Kim for impact, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going Deanna Peraza. How about you, Pasty? Oh, I'm going Peraza, too. I, like I said, I wanted to say it to Neil, but I, I just I can't bring myself to do it. I can't see any world where she beats Pirazzo, and that's even if she has Kenny with a K or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Caleb with a K. Yeah, there you go. Caleb. Uh, yeah, I agree. And if she does win it, you would think it's in like something where there's like anything goes or somewhere where she can pull shenanigans, not just yeah. in a straight up match. Uh, and then we have your main event, champion versus champion. No stipulations, so this can end in DQ with no titles changing hands. Rich Swan, the Impact Champion, takes on Kenny Omega, the AEW Champion. <sighs> is it sad that like this is the match I'm kind of the least excited for on the card? Just because I'm pretty sure we all kind of agree yeah it's, it's gonna, the writing's it's gonna on the a, wall yeah it's gonna have a screw finish whether it's a count out uh dq uh no contest probably a no contest is what it'll end up being i'm guessing but i mean yeah i don't see this this impact aew thing hasn't been going on long enough at least for a, a company versus company i don't think promotion versus promotion for one or the other to take the title at this moment the top title yeah um, uh, so that, that I'm guessing that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. 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 I definitely think Moxley and Kingston could interfere here. Um, Moose could interfere here. But uh, I think, I think we get like 15, 20 minutes of badass wrestling before, before a, a fuck finish. I forget the name of their general manager. Who's their general manager? Impact. Uh, Scott Diamore. Yeah, Scott DMR. He could come in and fuck it up. You know what I that mean? That makes sense because Don Callis has turned his back on DMR. Yep. 
there's a whole lot you could do here that it doesn't have to end with a proper finish. And right. I think the fun is trying to guess which way that's going to go. Yeah, that's the way you got to way to put a way to put a positive spin on it, pasty. I, I got to try. I got to try. Because like I said, I'm least excited for this match. And that kind of makes me feel bad. But come on. The match is going to be awesome up until the end. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. These are two of the most athletic individuals right now in the pro wrestling world. Definitely. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good show. I think this uh, this could maybe rival some takeovers if it's done right. I agree. Yeah. So who you got? Uh, I mean, it's a fuck finish. I think Omega wins because whoever's interfering is not going to attack Swan. Yeah, I almost really think it's going to be a no contest, so almost no winner. But I'm going to I'm going to say if for some reason this actually had a legit ending, I think Kenny Omega is beating Rich Swan. Yeah. So I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to go with Kenny Omega, but not expecting uh, a legit win. So who knows what's going to happen. But we both have Omega there. Yes. And for our tiebreaker, does a championship trade hands in the main event? Well, I think you already know our opinions. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to stick with no. Yeah. And I'm going to say no. But since you said no, I'm going to say yes. Begrudgingly. I'd say I don't think this will come down to a tie. But we did that WrestleMania week. I, I know, right? It's like, <laughs> who would have thought? That was so amazing. That was just, like, so fucking crazy. That was awesome. Was uh, awesome. If you missed out on that, folks, go check out last week's show to see the greatest WrestleMania matchup of all time as Fat Mac and Pasty go head-to-head for the four-card weekend. Last week's show was super fun. More fun than this week's, I hate to say. This is a good show, but just, it just doesn't have, not every show. If if you made it this far, what the hell are you doing with your life? (laughs) Go back and listen to that one. If you already listened to that one, go back and listen to it again. Cause it's that much better than this one. But honestly, folks, this is good. I, I think we're all excited for impact. I, you know, impact, even though I love their, their weekly shows as much as probably anything, they may not have the best weekly shows out of everything, but goddamn, this the last couple years, especially this year now, they seem to be putting their all into their pay per views. Like they're kind of the ECW of today, where they're just every pay per view they want to put the best in. Yeah. Uh, and you know it's gonna be good. There's no Tommy Dreamer on this card. Oh, so at least there, at least anything could happen. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer on the card, you know he's losing. <laughs> this one it's up in the air even especially in the main event fucking why would they do that yeah. get my hopes up maybe he'll be in- I might get a point <laughs> maybe he'll be in a pre-show or something like that oh my god what if Tommy Dreamer's the one to fucking interfere oh my god what you if kids get out of my yard what if he's Jordan Grace's partner <laughs> <laughs> oh no Oh no! Well, I already picked that side, so I don't have to switch my choice. <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you're, <laughs> if he shows up, Pace is like, "Fuck, I lost." 
nope, I'll be tuning in this one. I'll be watching it live. I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, I'm planning on watching this live. Hopefully. <laughs> I get tired. I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah. It happens. With that being said, oh, look at the time. Old man time yeah. dreamer needs to pack it up, pack it in. Let me do the opposite of begin. Yeah. Hey, love, spread it like cancer. And don't forget, the Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hump. <laughs>